It's that time once again. It's that time you all been clamoring and waiting for. It's that time to show who really has been acting bad. Cool Sports proudly presents to you the Don't of the Month. Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious turd guy, Cole Johnson, is here. And on this episode, we're going to focus on an NFL player, or I should say a former NFL player, going to Houston, Scotland. We're also going to... Dive into the Charles Barkley and LeBron James waters. And we're going to put a subject on the further review as always. You know, that's how we roll. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Melbourne. So in the continuation of the turn back the clock in the Grand Slam series, Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal, who have both been out of the circuit for most of last year, returned with a bang this year already in being in the finals of the Australian Open. The match went a thrilling five sets, and Roger Federer claimed his 18th Grand Slam title with a 6-4-3-6-6-1-3-6-6-3 outing. Both guys were gracious toward the other in, I guess you could say, defeat and victory. Nadal had this to say about Federer, quote, It's just amazing the way he's playing after such a long time without him being on the tour. It's just very difficult to make that happen. Close quote. Federer also was extremely generous toward Nadal. He said, quote, I would have been happy to lose too, to be honest. Tennis is a tough sport. There's no draws. If there was going to be one, I would have been happy to have it tonight and share it with Rafa. Really? Close quote. Roger, you know good and darn well you want to be the Grand Slam champion than runner-up, even if you are at the twilight of your career. You knows this, but I'll allow it. (laughs) Dateline, Chicago. Hall of Fame first baseman Frank Thomas seems to not want to let go of the bitterness and the enmity that surrounds the players that played with him during the asterisk era. I mean, the steroids era. I mean, the 2000s era. When asked about the participants who are now in the hall for the 2017 year, the Hall of Famer had this to say, quote, they should be in now as far as I'm concerned. They've let a few people in already, we all know. It's uncomfortable at this point. I'm sure this year is going to be uncomfortable because we've got two great players going in, but they know it's no secret. If they didn't do it, they would be stomping and kicking and an interview saying, I didn't do it. Close quote. Now, he's also talking about those who were accused of PEDs and steroids that have not been admitted in the Hall of Fame, chiefly among them Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. But the veiled attack was toward Yvonne Rodriguez and Jeff Bagwell, two people who are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this summer. Email Frank Thomas. Subject of email. Stop with the shade. Potty of email. 
You have your ring, man. You have your time in the sun. Look, what another man does doesn't concern you. Now, people could say with your big frame that you probably shot up and took a couple of pills yourself. But has that been said or mentioned? No, nor should it be. Let them have their shine just like you had your shine. And just go away, man. Let the controversy die because it serves no purpose right now for anybody. Just stop it. Cole Johnson, Cole Sports, ColeSports.com. Dateline, Houston. Ah, the most thrilling time of this year starts off with the lunacy that is Media Day. <sighs> the place where you can have a man in a dress and I mean wedding dress, ask questions. A place where journalists can just ask these hard-hitting questions such as, well, what do you do on your off day? And other inane questions such as that. Well, one good question that was asked was to one Martellus Bennett. Now, if people don't understand who Martellus Bennett is, he is the tight end now with the Patriots, who's been with other teams, chiefly among them the Bears and the Cowboys, who is unafraid to speak his mind. So, of course, when you shove a mic in his face, he will offer you something of his mind and he'll definitely give you a piece of it. So he was asked if the Patriots would win the Super Bowl, would he join his team at the White House? And Bennett said, Quote, most likely not, because I don't support the person in it. Close quote. Now, I don't really find this to be much of a problem. I mean, when W was in office, the Steelers, James Harrison didn't go. And when the Patriots won the Super Bowl two years ago, Brady didn't go to the White House. I mean, it's just it's your personal opinion and it's your personal right. If you want to go, fine. If you don't, that's fine, too. But I really don't see anything that's a, a huge red flag if that's what bennett wants to do more power to him dateline houston scotland that's right you heard me correctly houston scotland that's where former nfl running back marshawn lynch aka beast mode is at in promoting for the super bowl this weekend lynch was on a bike Riding in the English countryside, meeting folks from all over Scotland. And it got to the point where he actually was pulling a wheelie in the middle of the street, almost getting hit by a bus. Thankfully, he dodged the bus. But it showed that he really had a good time and he mixed it up with the locals. And while doing that, he partnered himself with Skittles in also promoting the Super Bowl this Sunday. Seeing how he is now, it looks like he is a content man, and I'm so happy for him because I'm glad that he actually can enjoy life. Uh, Marshawn has done so much, and the fact that he spoke very little is, is really interesting because he was very loquacious here in this video. Find on Facebook, and you can also go to ColdSports.com to view it, and I'd be glad to have you view it. You will love it because if you want good entertainment, <laughs> watch him talk to the locals, especially the one in the kilt store. When I come back, we're going to put a subject on the further review. But immediately following the break, it is Diva versus Diva. Barkley versus LeBron. Be right back.
Cole Sports. I'm Cole Johnson. Glad that you've made it. So the controversy seems to be brewing even more so between the Cavaliers small forward LeBron James and TNT commentator, former basketball player Charles Barkley. Now, what started all this was, you could say when Barkley commented, but really what started all this was when LeBron was just complaining to the front office of the Cavs via the media that they were needing a playmaker. Not doing this behind closed doors, but doing it with a mic shoved in his face. Because LeBron actually said, quote, I'm not getting any younger. We need a playmaker. Close quote. So this kept going for a few days, almost a week, to when Barkley opined that LeBron was, quote, whiny. Close quote. And, quote, are you competitive? Close quote. This sparked an epic response from LeBron to Barkley when he said, quote, I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spit on a kid. I never had unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. All I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble, respected the game. Print that. Close quote. For those who, I guess, are not familiar with uh, Mr. James, it's rare that he lashes out like that. Normally, he takes the high road in the sense of he tries not to attack that way. It was a little off-putting, actually, for me to actually see him comment like that. Now, my mindset is if you were a player and you're going up against an analyst, it is very difficult for the player to win the war of words. It's really difficult because the analyst is paid to speak. He's paid to speak his mind or she's paid to speak her mind. So it's it's difficult to win that battle with the war of words because a guy like Charles Barkley gets paid handsomely, I may add, to actually have these words be spoken. So when Barkley heard what LeBron had to say, he took it in and then he had this to say about the situation, quote, I have no problem with what LeBron said. Some of it was true. I did pay my debt. That's not true. I was never late to the All-Star game, so That's not true, but I don't overreact. I'm not going to say anything bad about him or get personal. I stick by what I said. He was all whiny and everything last week. If I'm going to be straightforward, like I always try to be, I know guys are going to come back at me sometimes. I'm good. He got personal, but I'm never going to get personal on an NBA player. All my criticisms or critiques are always just about basketball, and I'm going to keep doing what I do. Close quote. Now, In my opinion, both men were in the wrong. Charles is in the wrong for not necessarily saying that he was whiny, although I know that is what set LeBron off, but the competitive thing. Now, Charles's take is the fact that, yeah, he has Kevin Love and he has Kyrie Irving on his team, and he thinks he could also get the job done with those two and Tristan Thompson. Who else does he need? He questioned his heart in the sense of, does he need to have all the big players, all the great players to actually compete and win for titles? And Barkley even got into a war words with Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA on that. But Barkley was in the wrong for challenging a player and his heart because people can do the same thing with him. How about, Mr. Barkley, 1994? You stole two home games in the Western Conference semifinals against the Rockets. Stole them. Up two games to none with home court advantage for you, and your team blows it in seven. 
then if that wasn't enough in the same spot in the playoffs one year later with home court advantage you are up three games to one two games at home at worst for you and you blow that too to come from ahead to choke in seven against the Rockets. People can come at you and say that you don't have heart, that you don't have the competitive drive because of those two series right there. And I'm not attacking you throwing a patron out of a window. I'm not attacking you spitting at a fan in the stands, in the Meadowlands. I'm not talking about those things. Those are facts too. No, I'm talking about your basketball acumen. People can go at you for that. And that's why I say, Mr. Barkley, you're wrong. You can't come at LeBron's neck with the competitive angle because people can come at your neck with the same thing and actually be more in the right with your competitive drive than with LeBron's. Now, LeBron, you're wrong, sir, because why are you going to let an analyst get under your skin like that? Now, you may have those who... who will ride with you, would say, man, you told Barkley, that's great, but I'm going to really challenge you on this, my man. You remember what, what you heard back in, in Akron? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. You showed that those words that Charles Barkley said hurt you. You're smarter, you're bigger, and you're stronger than that. And it almost lends credence to what Barkley said to be true, that you are whiny and that you have a competitive question about you. I don't think you do. Unfortunately, as what William Shakespeare said in one of his wonderful plays, you doth protesteth too much. Both of you go into your corners and act like men and know that you cannot go hard in the paint like that with each other. You both know better than that. When I come back, we're going to put a subject that I've been wanting to do for a good while upon further review. Here's a question for you. Who is your GOAT? You know what I mean. The greatest quarterbacks of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Joe Montana? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these that I've just mentioned? Well, find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, for free right now on ColdSports.com. I said for free. Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. On ColeSports.com. So what are you waiting for? Go get it! Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is and ultimately you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes cold sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life the sports edition available on paperback and on kindle at amazon.com and coldsports.com 
Do you want t-shirts? I know everyone wants t-shirts. Do you want jerseys? I know there's a few of you that do. Do you want varsity jackets? Yes, I even have that along with hats and scullies. And you know what? I'll even throw in a travel bag. Cole Sports has a store. That's right. The podcast that's taken the world by storm actually has merchandise. Come on in, browse, get something of quality and leave satisfied as you get to pump the brand that is taking over the podcast game. The Cold Sports Shopping Center is at coldsports.com and it is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Come on down to the Cold Sports Store right now. Coming up on the next episode of Cold Sports, we're going to talk a little bit about Super Bowl 51, the Patriots and the Falcons, who I got. We're also going to award the Dota of the Week, as we always do. And I really am going to tell you that I'm going to put my hometown upon further review, or my former hometown. H-Town, stand up. And tune in later this weekend as well, because the Dota of the Month for January 2017 will be crowned. Who's it going to be? Find out. But that is for the episodes to come. For this one right here, because it's not over yet, I'm excited, really, to put this subject, this person, this man, upon further review. And now, without further ado and delay, I present to you Champion Personified. And the champion in which I'm referring is the former Blazers. Former Clippers and now current Grizzlies power forward Zach Randolph, otherwise known as Zebo. Now, if we were to go back in time, I'd say roughly 15 ish years ago when he was on the Blazers, we probably would not have seen something like this happen. We probably would have thought that we would hear a where are they now segment on him because he was a troubled young man. And, of course, it starts with being in a household, four children, no male influence, but his mother was a very strong presence in his life. But they grew poor. And as with any youth, male or female, when you grow up destitute, it's a, it's a difficult road that you travel. And we got a chance to see Randolph blossom and grow as a man while he was in the NBA 
And so he didn't really find his footing in Portland. He got into trouble often there to the point where the Blazers, who knew he was really talented, said, well, we can't really fool with this guy. We, we got to let him go. And so he spent a little time with the Clippers, not a lot, but a little. And then he went to the Grizzlies. Now, it was nondescript. It was, okay, well, yeah, talented guy who's bounced around the league. Eh, he really didn't have much to offer. Yeah, okay, he, he's a footnote. He might not contribute in any way or shape or form. Okay, fine. What happened, though, was that this young man found a home. And that home found him. I actually have not ever seen a city grasp onto an athlete the way Memphis has with Zach Randolph. And in doing the research on this, I I don't think I have ever seen an athlete embrace a city that he wasn't born in the way that Randolph has embraced Memphis himself. Now, back in 2011, it was almost considered a foregone conclusion that this rehabilitated basketball player, well, one, his best days are behind him. Two, if he thinks his best days are ahead of him still, well, he will bolt Memphis and go to a contender like the Heat, like the Bulls, like the Mavericks. He'll he'll go somewhere else like, like the Spurs. If he really wants that the shot at the ring, he'll go elsewhere. He's not going to stay in Memphis. However, he surprised many by staying in Memphis. Being awarded a four-year, $71 million contract. And of course, he since then has resigned again. How did he make a statement saying that Memphis is his home? By going to East Memphis... And buying himself a $3.15 million home that offers an over 11,000 square foot, five bedroom house. That is how he says Memphis is my home. I remember there was a time when he left. And this was about a few months ago. And I didn't know at at first why he left. But then, of course, I read up as to why it was unfortunately because his mother was ill. And since then, she's passed away. Randolph said that he had to get back on the court because that's that's what his mother said for him to do. And that's what he said he felt his mother would want him to do. Quote. It's important to get back to working. This is what my mother would want me to do. Don't sit around and be sad. Go back to work. So I'm doing it for her. My mom was my father too. Close quote. And that is heavily apparent. It's it's apparent it's apparent that that his mother was a huge influence on him. And I think Memphians feel that and sense that so when he returned it was I believe a week before Christmas to a a Memphis home game he didn't start but he got put into the game from the bench 
he received a loud, rousing standing ovation from the FedEx Forum crowd in Memphis. And when I saw it, I said, wow. Now, that is a love affair that I really am so honored to see right now. Here's a city that embraces a player and here's a player that I know embraces the city just as much. How much does he embrace the city? I may, uh, you may ask. Just this past month, Randolph contributed $20,000 to over 100 homes for those who were in danger of having the utilities cut short. Now, understand living in, in Memphis, Tennessee in January and having your utilities cut. It's not balmy. It's not sunny all the time. It gets pretty cold. So in his heart, he reached into his pocket and his his soul and said, you know what? I, I believe I, I owe it to my city to contribute. That is huge. That is huge. When asked why Memphis, Randolph said, quote, it means a lot to be able to stay here in Memphis, especially when we have built something here and have been here for a long time. It's no secret. This is where I want to retire and where I want to be. It looks like it's going to be that way. Close quote. If you happen to like this episode or any episode previous to this one, regular or special or awards, come follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also come follow me on Facebook, Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. Make your voice heard. Make your presence felt at the Cole Sports VIP room. Cole Sports again, sports with a Z. I got you, my Canadian friend, sports with a Z. You can also come follow me on all other social media platforms like Stitcher, like SoundCloud, like Google Play, like iTunes, like Instagram, like Pinterest. Like, share, subscribe, follow to all of your heart's content. More importantly, follow me on ColdSports.com. That's ColdSports.com. That's ColdSports with a Z dot com. Most importantly, with all of those things I just told you, I want you to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Paul Johnson. And this is Cole You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.